Well, how many of you glad you came to the house of God today? Anybody glad you showed up this morning? Today is a good day to be in God's house, and uh, we're going to jump right in to the message this morning. Uh, a few weeks ago, we began a brand new series entitled Good Morning, Holy Spirit, and uh, we really just began to talk about the idea that the heartbeat of this series is really all about uh, cultivating and creating a transformational relationship with God the Father and God the Son through the person of the Holy Spirit. And what we have been learning and experiencing over the last few weeks is the significance of our relationship with God through the person of the Holy Spirit. So, 1 Corinthians, or excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14 says this. It says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And we kind of established the fact that most Christians understand the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're saved by grace. We're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And most people understand the love of God, right? That God is love and that perfect love casts out fear. But what we've identified is that most Christians, unfortunately, even most Christians do not understand the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And what we've been talking about is how that through the fellowship of the Holy Spirit that we actually receive the grace of God. Not just the grace of God that brings salvation, but the grace of God that continues to grow us and mature us and help us to become the people God has called us to be. And it's through our fellowship with the Holy Spirit that we receive the love of God. As a matter of fact, the Bible says the love of God is poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So without the Holy Spirit, I really can't even experience the love of God in my heart that transforms me, empowers me, comforts me, sustains me, and carries me through every season, every trial, and every challenge that I face in my life. And so my prayer for you guys and for me is that we're just going to keep going deeper and deeper in our relationship with God the Father, God the Son, through the person of the Holy Spirit. So let's look in John chapter 16, because John chapter 16, verse 7, Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit. Listen to what he says. He says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. The helper, by the way, is the Holy Spirit. Verse 8. And when he, the Holy Spirit, has come, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment, of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, and of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. So last Sunday, we talked about the work of the Holy Spirit through conviction. And that the Holy Spirit, number one, convicts the world, those that don't know God, of the sin of unbelief. And we made this statement very clearly. People don't go to hell because they lie, cheat, and steal. People go to hell because they reject Jesus who paid the penalty for their sin that covers our lives and brings us into the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And without Holy Spirit conviction, there is no salvation. Without Holy Spirit conviction, there is no salvation in our lives. And then we talked about how that the Holy Spirit convicts the church believers 
of righteousness. And we said that the greatest conviction in the life of a Christian should not be the conviction of sin, the things that I shouldn't do. It should be the conviction of righteousness, which is the things that I should do, right? I should be convicted to go and do what Jesus did. Come on, somebody. To go and do what Jesus did. And I should be, I should be compelled by a conviction as the Apostle Paul who said, Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. And then we said the Holy Spirit convicts the world and the church of judgment that one day we're all going to stand before God and we're all going to give an account for our lives. And then Jesus goes on in John 16. Look what he says in the very next verse, verse 12. He says, and I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the Holy Spirit again, the spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. And he will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine, and he will declare it to you, and all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, he says, he will take of mine and declare it to you. So if you're a note taker, look at that first point on your outline. The Holy Spirit, according to Jesus, is the spirit of truth. And I want you to grab this simple thought as we kind of lay this message out here today. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot receive or understand the things of God because they are spiritually discerned. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot receive or understand the things of God because they are spiritually discerned. Look what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. In your flesh, in your natural mind and mentality, you will not receive the things of God. Why? Because they are spiritually discerned. That's why Jesus, in verse 12, said to the disciples, I have many more things to say to you, but you can't bear them. You're not ready to receive the things that I want to reveal to you. Why? Because they had not yet received the indwelling, empowering presence of the Holy Spirit. They were incapable of fully understanding what God wanted to do in their lives because without the Spirit of truth, you can't receive the things of God. And I want to just challenge us today because, because there, is a, there is a tension, or there really is not a tension, there is a stronghold in the body of Christ today called carnality and reason. The average Christian lives by the reason of their mind instead of out of the revelation of the Spirit. And I'm not saying we should check our brains when we come to Christ. God gave us our brains. Can I get an amen? amen? And God gave us the ability to learn, and he gave us intellect, and he gave us understanding, and he gave us discernment, and he gave us academic learning and reading, and many things that we can do. And we don't check our brains out. We use our brains. We study. We learn. We grab hold of the wisdom and the understanding and the discernment and the direction that God has given into the world. But we understand something. We understand that the things of God are not received by the reasoning of our mind. They are received by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. 
And here's the problem and the challenge with living by reasoning. If you live, in, if you live your life by reason instead of revelation, you end up living a lifestyle that is absent of the supernatural. Miss Wilma's testimony this morning was a testimony that said from day one, I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. From day one, I'm going to fulfill every day that God has ordained for me. From day one, my confession, she said it a while ago as we were praying over someone, my confession of faith did not change from the beginning. I'm going to fulfill every day that God has for me. How many know the reason of the world says the diagnosis of the doctor is death, so you might as well get ready to die? But the declaration of the Spirit is life, so you better get ready to live. Come on, somebody. And if you're not careful, you and I will live in a realm of natural instead of in the realm of supernatural because we walk by reason instead of by revelation that comes by the Holy Spirit. There's a great verse in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 55 verse 9. And God says this. He says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. The realization is this, when we begin to tap into the revelation that comes through the Holy Spirit, we begin to walk in God's ways, we begin to think God's thoughts, and we get to experience the life that God intended us to experience. And God's ways are higher than our ways. And God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men and that through foolishness God will confound the wisdom of men. Let me give you a couple examples and let me talk to you about why it's so important we walk in that revelation of the Spirit because your reasoning mind will disqualify you from the supernatural. Any of you remember, I think uh, Jennifer made reference to Jericho this morning. If you remember the story of Jericho and Joshua, I want to just tell you something today. If you were to go to West Point Academy and go to the library on military strategy and warfare, you will never find in their academy a military strategy that says march around the city once a day for six days and on the seventh day march around the city seven times and then everybody shout and the walls are going to fall down. That is not a military strategy unless God says it. Right? That's not a reason. No rational mind says we're just going to walk around the city and then we're going to shout and the walls are going to fall down. The walls of Jericho were thick. This was a fortified city, the greatest power on the planet at the time. And with a shout, God brought down the walls. You know why? Because it's not reason, it's revelation. Think about the, the disciples following Jesus. Think about the first miracle that Jesus performed. He turned water into wine. And what did he do? He just told the disciples, go and fill up the water pots with water and take it to the master of ceremonies. And when he dips out the water, the water becomes wine. Reasoning says, if I put water in the pot, water's going to come out of the pot. That's reason. 
Revelation says if God says it, it'll work. Revelation says if God speaks it, it'll happen. Revelation says if God declares it, we sung it this morning, I should believe it. Let God be true and let every man be a liar. You think about the miracle of when the fishermen, Peter and them, had been fishing all night. And Jesus said, put out your nets and cast on the other side. And Peter said, Lord, we fished all night long. And by the way, Jesus, we're fishermen. You're a carpenter. You don't know anything about fishing. We do. Nevertheless... At your word, Jesus, we'll put down our nets. And they pulled up a catch so great that it almost sunk two boats. Why? Because of the revelation of the Spirit of God. And if you live by reason, you'll disqualify yourself of the supernatural. If you live by reason, you'll never step into a place where God can show up and show out in your life and do what we heard him doing this morning and do what he does every single day. By the way, God is a supernatural God. And so Jesus said when he, the Holy Spirit, has come, he is the spirit of truth. And he brings truth into our life. Look at that next point. So the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He guides us into all truth. That's what Jesus said. And when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He leads, guides, and teaches us the truth of God's word. In John 17, verse 17, Jesus says this, Sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify them by thy truth. I share with you on week one of this series that the Bible word for transformation is sanctification. God sanctifies us. He sets us apart for his purpose. He sets us apart for his glory. And it's a process of daily being set apart for the purpose and glory of God. And in that sanctification process, Jesus said, God, this is what I want you to do. Sanctify them, transform them by your truth. And then he defines what is truth. Thy word is truth. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. John chapter 8, we know this verse here at Liberty Church. We love this verse. John 8, 32, Jesus said, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And the truth shall make you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The word there for know is the Greek word for the Hebrew word of what happened in Genesis. The Bible says Adam knew Eve and she conceived and bore a son. Knowing in this scripture is not intellectual knowledge. It is an experience. And here's what you need to see today. Why is the Holy Spirit so significant in our daily walk with God? Why is the Holy Spirit so significant in that sanctification transformation process? Because the Holy Spirit who is the spirit of truth brings revelation of truth into your life and when you experience truth you are free how many of you understand today there are a lot of people that know the Bible but they've not been changed by the Bible there are atheists and agnostics that can quote the scripture better than most of us in this room here today 
but they have not yet been transformed or changed by the Scripture. Why? Because without the Holy Scripture, the Bible are, is words on a page, but through the Holy Spirit, the words on the page become power that now transforms my heart and my life, and I become a new person in Christ. The truth is, everybody in this room, if you've been serving God for any amount of time, we all have this testimony. Think about how many times you heard a truth, you heard a truth, you heard a truth, you heard a truth, you heard a truth. Maybe five times, maybe 50 times. And one time you heard the truth and the Holy Spirit breathed on it. And you got set free. You had heard it your whole life, but in one moment when the Holy Spirit breathed on that word, it was no longer reason. It was now revelation by the Holy Spirit. And bam, you got set free. That's the power of the Holy Spirit's work in our life, bringing the revelation of truth into our lives so that we can be set free free. I love what the scripture says in 1 John chapter 2. Listen to this. The apostle John, he says, I'm writing these things to you to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. Remember that. Those who want to lead you astray. He says, but you have received the Holy Spirit and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what He teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as He has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. Now, let me tell you what the Apostle John was not doing. He was not saying you don't need teachers, because he was teaching them. (laughs) So that's not what he's saying. He's not saying you don't need teachers. He's just reminding them that they have the Holy Spirit who teaches them all things that are true. We have an inner witness to the truth. I like to call it the knowing of the Holy Spirit. Many of you have experienced this, right? There have been moments in your Christian life where you just knew something. And you didn't know something because you had read it. And you didn't know something because somebody had told you about it. You knew something because the Holy Spirit revealed to you the thing that God wanted you to know. He revealed truth to you and you knew I should do this or you knew I should not do this based on the knowing of the Holy Spirit. So if you back up one verse, the Apostle John says, I'm speaking to you because there are people that want to lead you astray. See, our greatest weapon against deception is the discernment of the Holy Spirit. He helps us to discern truth. One of my favorite stories, I've told it many times, is the way that banks train tellers to identify counterfeit money. The way they train tellers to identify counterfeit money is they never let them touch counterfeit money. All they touch is real money, 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 real money. And when a counterfeit runs through their finger, immediately they recognize it because it is so foreign to what they know to be true. And the way that you walk in discernment is not familiarizing yourself with the ways of the world. 
The way you walk in discernment is being so saturated in the truth of Scripture and the Spirit of truth who is the Holy Spirit that when something false runs through your fingers, you're like, oh, that ain't right. I, I don't know what that is. That just ain't right. And you may not be able to put your finger on it. You may not be able to explain it. But you know that you know that you know there's something about that that is not right. Why? Because the spirit of truth bears witness to the truth of the Holy Spirit in you and the word of God that fills you so we can discern God's path and plan for our lives. Amen? I want to give you one thought before we move on. That last part of verse 27 the Apostle John says this. He says, so just as he has taught you, speaking of the Holy Spirit, just as the Holy Spirit has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. One of the main things you're going to see as you follow and cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit always teaches us to stay in fellowship with Christ to stay in fellowship with Jesus. We're going to talk about that a little more depth in just a minute. But I want you to hear this this morning. Part of the ways we stay in fellowship with Christ is through our daily relationship with God, our quiet time, our prayer time, our worship time, serving God, serving others, all those things. But a major for a very practical way that we stay in fellowship with Christ is that we stay in fellowship with the body of Christ. The church is the body of Christ. And you can't be in right fellowship with Jesus who is the head if you're not in right fellowship with the church who is the body. And anything that wants to dis disconnect you from the church is not a God thing in your life. Anything that wants to disconnect you from the church is not a God thing in your life. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of truth, teaches us to remain in Christ. And I can't be rightly connected to the head if I'm disconnected from the body. And it grieves my heart every now and then when I meet people that are so spiritually minded that they're foolish and dumb. And they say... Well, I love Jesus. I just don't like the church. Well, Jesus loves the church. Jesus died for the church. And he created you for community. And the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, said it very clearly. The hand can't save the foot. I don't need you. The eye can't save the ear. I don't need you. Guess what? I need you and you need me. And together, we are the body of Christ. And together, God works to bring revelation of truth through the Spirit of truth, who is the Holy Spirit. And we need Him, and we need each other. Can I get an amen? Look at that next point. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. And Jesus said He speaks truth to us. And tells us things to come. John 16, 13. I'm going to read it again. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. The Holy Spirit speaks. He speaks to your life, to my life. He speaks to you, and he speaks to me. And let me just say it like this. If you're not hearing God speak, you're not listening. 
Because God is always speaking. And let me tell you why I believe and know that. God is always speaking because Jesus said, my father is always at work. And do you know how God works? God works through his word. Genesis chapter 1, when God wanted to create everything, you know how God works? God said, let there be light. God said, God said, God said, God said, God said. God works through his word. And Jesus said, God the Father is always at work. So guess what? God the Father is always speaking. And Jesus said of the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes, he's the spirit of truth, and he will speak to you. He's not speaking of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he's going to speak to you. And I want to just encourage you in this. We've clarified this hopefully very clearly, but let me just say it again this morning. God the Father is in heaven. Jesus Christ is in heaven. The only part of the Godhead that is on earth is the Holy Spirit. So why are you ignoring him? Because ignored people do not speak. If you walk into a room, four or five people, and somebody comes in and they say hi to everybody in the room except for you, maybe you're bold, maybe you're courageous, maybe you say, hey, I'm over here too, how you doing, how you doing, good to see you, good to see you. But let's just imagine you five or six people hang out in that room for the next two hours and nobody says anything to you for the next two hours. You know what will happen to that ignored person? They'll sit down and they'll shut up because ignored people don't speak. And many people aren't hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit because they're ignoring Him. The reason I get up every day and say, good morning, Holy Spirit, is I want to acknowledge and invite Him into my life today. I want Him to speak. I want Him to lead. I want Him to guide. I want Him to direct. And literally almost every day of my life, the first words out of my mouth, I say it out loud, good morning, Holy Spirit. And you know what? Every day God speaks to me. And every day I hear the voice of the Lord. Some days are loud and clear. Some days are whispers. Some days are promptings. Some days are impressions. But every day that I acknowledge his presence in my life, he speaks to me. And I hear his voice. And that's not a preacher thing that's a Christian thing. <laughs> That's an everybody that believes in me, <laughs> Jesus said, will receive the Holy Spirit and he will speak. So Jesus said he will speak, but not only does he speak, but he says he will tell you things to come. This is exciting. I want you to look with me back in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Everybody good? Y'all still with me this morning? Three of you. Anybody else with me this morning? Yeah. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. But as it is written, the eye has not seen, nor has the ear heard, nor have entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Most of the time, preachers read that scripture and they stop and they say, we don't really understand, we can't fully understand, God just works in mysterious ways, and we can't ever really know what God is doing. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, the eye has not seen, the ear has not heard, nor has entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10, next verse. But God has revealed them to us through his For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. 
The reason the eye hadn't seen and the ear hadn't heard and the heart hadn't perceived is because the things of God are not naturally discerned. They're spiritually discerned. The things of God are not naturally discerned. They are spiritually discerned. And the only way to know the things of God is to hear the voice of the Spirit of God. Because the Spirit of God, the Bible says, searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. And He reveals to us the good things that God has prepared for those who love Him. Anybody love Jesus this morning? Amen. Amen. God has prepared good things for you. And part of the work of the Holy Spirit is He wants to tell you things to come. How many know God sees the end and the beginning? He's pretty smart. <laughs> now, we understand prophetic ministry, right? At Liberty Church, we honor and celebrate the prophetic ministry where God speaks through another person into the life of another person, the Word of the Lord. And we say it very clearly like this. Everybody can prophesy because if you can hear the voice of God, you can speak for God. And I love prophetic ministry, and God is cultivating an amazing prophetic ministry team and a community of prophetic people who are growing in the gifts and the grace of God. And God speaks prophetically through people, but God also speaks prophetically to you by the Holy Spirit. And He will tell you things to come. He will show you things to come. And then not only will He give us prophetic words of things to come. The Holy Spirit said this to me this week. He said, Keith, I'll also give you strategic words of things to come. And then He said it like this to me. He said, Keith, I want to reveal to you the things that I've prepared for you so that you can prepare for what I've revealed. I want to reveal to you the things that I've prepared for you so that you can prepare for what I've revealed. Over 25 years ago, before we opened the doors of Liberty Church, God said, I want you to start North Alabama's greatest church, right? God gave us a vision, and it was that revelation of what he wanted to do that gave us a strategy in order to prepare. Right now, I've got to prepare for what he's revealed. 2012, God spoke to me. He said, Keith, I want you to start a school of ministry. I want you to train the next generation of pastors and leaders that are coming up. 2012, I literally wrote out, I've got it on my iPad, I wrote out a strategy and a plan of how we were going to disciple, develop, and raise up the next generation of pastors and leaders. 2012, the January of this year, I was able to be a part of creating and launching the NRP school of ministry to raise up the next generation of pastors and leaders and I was in Indiana three weeks ago preaching to that group of students that are going to be a next generation of pastors and leaders. God showed me something to come in 2012 to prepare me for something in 2023 maybe because I'm really slow. He does know me, praise God. If you've ever seen me run, I am really slow. Nine years ago, I was in a hotel in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and God said, I want you to plant Dollar Generals and not Walmarts, and every small community deserves a life-giving church. And he said, I want you to begin to be one church with one vision and multiple locations. Nine years ago, 
And then four years ago, we launched that campus. Why? Because nine years ago, when God showed me what he had prepared, I began to prepare for what he had revealed. And let me just encourage you in this. We said that transformation is the result of your daily response to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. When God reveals a calling, a gift, a purpose, a plan for your life, that revelation is not just something that you can just say, Woohoo, that's awesome, that's exciting, God's going to do this. No, that revelation of what is prepared for you is an invitation for you to begin to prepare for what's been revealed for you. And so you got to begin to initiate, again, you got to begin to follow that daily prompting of the Holy Spirit so that when the appointed time comes, you can run. I can tell you, I sat down the end of last year in a team of people with NRP to talk about the NRP School of Ministry, and I broke out my notes. I was ready to run. I said, we can do this, and we can do this, and we can do this, and we can do this. And they said, where'd you come up with all those ideas? I said, well, the Lord gave them to me back in 2012. <laughs> I've been planning for 11 years to do this. Let's go. Right? I was ready to run because what was revealed was a strategy to help me prepare so that when the time came, Habakkuk says, when the appointed time comes, write the vision and make it plain that they that read it may. That was good, James. James was listening, praise the Lord. <laughs> Look at that last point. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He always glorifies Jesus. He always bears witness to who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. John 16, 14, I'm going to read it again. Jesus said, he, speaking of the Holy Spirit, will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and he will declare it to you. He will glorify me. Sometimes when you talk about the Holy Spirit, people get a little nervous and they say, Pastor Keith, if we put too much emphasis on the Holy Spirit, we're going to forget about Jesus. Impossible. It is impossible for you to forget about Jesus if you're focused on the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus and Jesus glorifies the Father. How many know there's no ego in God? The Spirit glorifies the Son, the Son glorifies the Father, and we're called to honor them all. Amen? Amen. And all of a sudden, we recognize that the more, the more that I am in tune in relationship with the Holy Spirit, the more my life will bring God glory. And then the Lord spoke this to me this week. He said, Keith, do you realize that if, if, you, just, if you live out of reason instead of revelation, then he said, the only thing you can glorify me with is the works of your flesh. He said, but when you begin to live out of the revelation of the Holy Spirit, you can glorify me with the supernatural works of God. How you know God got glory this morning when Miss Wilma shared her testimony? God got glory this morning when she shared her testimony. And she testified of what Jesus had done in her life. The supernatural power of God. And here's the revelation, folks, for us this morning. As we begin to live in light of the Holy Spirit, as we begin to cultivate that relationship with the Holy Spirit, we begin to see the things that God has planned for us. We begin to hear the truth that God wants to speak to us. 
We begin to walk in the ways that God has intended to us. We begin to be transformed by the Word as God begins to illuminate it in our hearts and our lives. And we glorify Jesus. And God gets the glory. And souls get saved and disciples get made and the works of the enemy are destroyed. And his kingdom comes on earth as in heaven. What a beautiful thing it is. So I want us just to bow our heads this morning. I'm going to ask our prayer teams that worked our four corners, if they would just to come to the altar this morning. And I want to go ahead and open the altar up this morning. I want to open the altar up, first of all, to those of you that are here today and you're a Christian, you're saved. You know that you know that you know that Jesus Christ is Lord of your life. But maybe you realize something this morning. As I was talking through all these elements of how the Holy Spirit works, how He speaks, how He reveals, how He prepares, how He glorifies God. As you were listening to that message this morning, maybe you realized something. Maybe you realized, I'm not walking in that. I know I'm saved. I know I'm a Christian. I know I'm born again. But I'm not walking in that. I'm not hearing the voice of God. I'm not seeing things to come. God's not revealing things to me. I'm living by my reason and not by revelation, and I'm not seeing the power of God or the supernatural works of God. And maybe you realize, you know what, Pastor Keith, my life really ain't bringing a whole lot of glory to Jesus. I don't have much to talk about other than the fact I survived another day. I want to tell you something. God has more for you than just survival. He wants to endue you with power from on high. He wants you to hear the voice of God. He wants you to do what Jesus did in greater works than he did what we do because he goes to the Father and he sent the helper, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth to lead us and guide us into all truth. So I want to just do this this morning. I want to open the altar. And if you're here and you're a Christian, you say, Pastor Keith, man, I just, I just need more. I, I need the Holy Spirit to work in my life. I, I want to just open my heart up today. Let me tell you, it's not about you getting more of God. It's about God getting more of you. You've already got the Holy Spirit. God doesn't give him out in pieces. So it's not about you getting more of him. It's about him getting more of you. And maybe today you just want to say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Maybe today you just want to say, Holy Spirit, I invite you in. The Bible talks in Acts chapter 1 about what Jesus called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. What is in you comes upon you. And your life is forever changed. If you've never experienced the power of the Holy Spirit, we'd love to pray with you this morning. So right now, if you need prayer, you just come. If you want our prayer team to pray with you, you come. If you want to kneel on the altar, you just come. Holy Spirit. I welcome you. Holy Spirit, I invite you. I want to hear. I want to see. I want to do those things. This is your opportunity for more. To see more, to hear more, to experience more of God. Every head bowed, every eye closed. This is your moment just to slip out and come. Just to come. God, I want more. I want more of you and less of me. I want to be like John the Baptist. I want to decrease so that you can increase in my life, Lord. This is your moment right now. And as these continue to come right now, I want to just make a shift. If you're sitting here today or you're watching online and you realize, you know what, Pastor Keith, I'm not born again. I'm not a Christian. I've never been saved. 
I've never asked Jesus into my life. And I know that if I were to die right now, I would spend eternity separated from God in hell. But I want to accept Christ today. Right now, the Holy Spirit is convicting you. This is not a mind thing. This is a spirit thing. There's something stirring in your heart today. Not an intellectual decision. This is a spiritual decision by faith that says, God, I need you. I need Jesus. I want to be saved. I need my sins to be forgiven and my future to be secure. And I want to receive the Holy Spirit, the gift of God, through God's Son, Jesus Christ. If that's you right now, Pastor Keith, I want to be saved. I want you just to stand to your feet all over this building. Just a simple act of faith. Just to stand up. I'm going to pray with you in just a moment as you stand. But just a simple act of faith. Today I want to accept Christ. The Bible says if if we deny Him before men, He will deny us before the Father. But if we confess Him before men, He will confess us before the Father. As people are standing, this is your moment. I want to be born again. I want to accept Christ today. If you're watching online, you can type in that chat box. I'm standing up, Pastor Keith. I want to accept Christ, and we're going to pray together with these that are standing. Right now, we're about to pray. I'm going to give you five seconds. And if you want to stand, go ahead and stand right now. Go ahead and stand right now. We're going to pray this prayer. Just as soon as we get done praying the prayer, our ushers are going to put a little packet in your hand. And we're going to help you take those next steps. But if you're standing, let's pray this prayer. And I want to ask everybody in the room just to pray it with me. If you're joining us online, this is your opportunity. Let's say it out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe He rose again on the third day. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. I receive the gift of eternal life. And I receive the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. If you prayed that prayer this morning, congratulations. Welcome to the family of God. You should have got a packet. There's a little card on the front of that packet. If you would fill that out, give that to an usher. I personally would love to follow up with you. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to pray with you. And I'd love to help you take those next steps in following Jesus this morning. We're going to let these continue to pray in the altar, so we're going to ask you to be respectful of them. But, Lord, we bless your people, and we release them now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you today. Have a great day. If you want to register for the Encounter Retreat, stop by the Information Center and you can sign up today. God bless you. Have a great day in the Lord.